Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 186 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. This is what, three weeks uh, in a like row? That. Something like amazing. that? Amazing. I know you don't think so because last week I had the excuse of we lost the file, but I'm pretty confident this week we are back in business. I'm going to go Mary Bah Humbug one more week, but thank goodness for Amazon Prime. The last of my gifts should be arriving tomorrow. That's Tuesday. That's <laughs> Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, eh, my doorstep and I have a couple coming to an Amazon locker down the street just to make sure everything got here on time. I just want to say that the <laughs> sentiments of our little director here do not reflect the <laughs> not sentiments everybody. Yeah, of everyone. Yeah, I, I, I've been done for weeks. <laughs> really? Uh, where, how possibly could that be? Yeah. No, just really? let my wife buy everything for the kids and grandkids. And then <laughs> oh, and I, oh, I only have to buy for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been so many things that it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go get it here. And then it's gone. And then you go to Amazon and then all of a sudden, oh, sold out. It's gone. And you're yeah, like, yeah, uh, oh, that's man. not what I was going to do. So this, uh, you know, Amazon, I will have to say, has dialed down my humbug a bit this year. And I'm almost in the Christmas spirit. We'll see how the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the week goes. But the Christmas story... And the story of our salvation is something completely different. And I've really enjoyed looking at this story from this unique perspective we've gotten over the last couple of weeks. And this week is no different because last week, Andy brought us the unwrapping of joy, the counterfeit. And he reminded us that what child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? That's the question. And the answer is he is life for the world. He's the king who brings our salvation which lands perfectly into our topic of this final full installment of this series as we unwrap salvation. So I think we should begin every Christmas season and reading of the Christmas story with one sentence in mind that you brought out in your message this week. Uh oh! And that sentence was the very nature of love is to share, to expand, to never give up, to endure through every circumstance. Because I think if we read and we looked at Christmas and we looked at the Christmas story through that sentence, then this sets the stage for the love that describes perfectly the ideal of the Trinity that essentially created the desire, the plans for community, the perseverance to make the hardest choice possible that anyone could ever make to make sure that those plans continued for eternity. And it also reminds us that while Christmas can be magical in both the story and a holiday, it gives us a roadmap for the greatest of these. So I really liked that sentence because, what was it, two weeks ago when it was all the plans that went awry? Like no matter what plans, even God's plans are bad. Your Christmas plans are going to go bad. And guess what? 365 days a year, there's probably at least one plan out of the day that's not going to go yeah. right. So perseverance. Yeah, before Andy says, I know he's, he's going to, I know he's going to, <laughs> he I know he's going to want to elaborate. <laughs> First of all, it's an interesting thing that you brought in this because I just, uh, I just got off conversation with someone about this very topic and I thought back to the worship service that we had. If you get a chance, if you didn't get to the service, I think the one that's in the archive is the full service. Oh, I think so. Yeah, there's one of there's I think there's one of both. Yeah, and to hear the entire service is mm, Yeah. Um to say it's a moving experience would be an understatement. Because everything, the entire package. And it's a very emotional, impacting service. And yet, as I listened to Andy and as I was listening again, I got to thinking, you know, this perseverance, we usually look at our emotions as being uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, a lot of people make decisions and their choices through their emotions. And I think, <laughs> I think that yeah. this perseverance that you're talking about that happens as a result of a choice, a very 
um, yes, okay, so we all look at it in a romantic way like we talked about last week. But this was a choice that God made that had everything to do with salvation, everything to do with getting us back into his relationship with us. So as an emotionally impacting as that is, it's a choice that he made to love us regardless of whether we liked it or not, or whether he liked what was going to happen or not. Yeah. Well, I think all of the the perseverance too, I, I like that it's wrapped in with this story because just like all the bad plans that, or the good plans that go bad, I don't think any of us start out and say, man, I really hope this year stinks. You know, I really hope this week stinks. I really hope that someone close to me disowns me or dies or, you know, a litany of even the small things. I really hope I drop a box on my wife's foot and break her toe, you know, while while we're arguing. I I hope that we do, you know, a, a litany of things here. But I think that when you put it together with this story, it makes your attitude, it, it, it has to change it. I mean, as a Christian, if you if you look at the story and you look at the perseverance, the endurance, and this need for community with us so bad that you have to make that choice and you're going to endure everything else for – I mean, I know that time is so small or quick to God, but still, this has to still be something that the repercussions are felt in heaven still to this day from this plan from you know prior to – Sure. Creation and all the way through to where we are now. I mean, Jesus is our elder brother forever, so it does uh, it did alter alter the universe. Yeah. Well, and I liked the quote from Steps to Christ, and I really thought that that put a nice spin on it. And I, I'll be honest, I've never read the book. I think <laughs> it's a good, it's a good one. I, you I know, recommend it highly. I, well, uh, many many people do, and so I, I probably should do that. But the quote said, "The condition of eternal life is now just what it has always been." just what it was in paradise before the fall of our first parents. Perfect obedience to the law of God, perfect righteousness. And what really hit home here was in the following. It was possible for Adam before the fall to form a righteous character by obedience to God's law. And then the killer, but he failed to do this. I mean, I know this isn't a new story, but in perfection, in paradise, in daily one-on-one with God that Adam and Eve had, the fail to do this stinks because what in the world makes us think that, like you said, like we have anything that we can offer, anything that we can do to try for perfect obedience, which is what salvation is based on. It always has sure. been. Yeah, but that and, hasn't changed. It follows, up, it follows up to say because of his sin, we we can't. Yeah. Yeah. But but to think of it specifically within this story, I mean, again, it's not new, but to think of it in the fact that. God's plan never changed like, or what, what obedience, what salvation, what eternal life looked like has never changed. And then, man, if you, I hadn't thought of it that way because plan A never changed, but it was the same before Lucifer, before the garden. It's hard to wrap my mind around the perfection of that plan. One of many creations, worlds, universes, we don't know all what's out there. And through the eyes of humanity, how easy could it have been to simply just walk away and say, Wipe my hands, not worth it. Forget this. That was dumb. Plan A didn't work. Yeah, that would be Forget out, it. That would be out of the character of God. He 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 couldn't be who he is and do that. So I mean his ver- his very nature of love and and uh, the eternal nature of his love. He is loving, and that's what allows when he gives when he gives human beings free choice. 
he, he allows and sets that opens the door to recognize that we could screw it up bad. I think we, <laughs> I think we, we tend to put these things, we, we compartmentalize all of these things Absolutely. when we, when we think about it, because as humans, we, it's hard for us to put all of this together, but in God's creative, mindful, omnipotent, I mean, he, he sees us, he sees us before we were created and he wants to be with us. We try to do that. We understand that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He, he 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 does, and, and and he had the plan. He his plan was for us to all be together, the great circle of mm-hmm. life with the Trinity and the great dance and all this great stuff. And it, sin messed that up. Yeah. And so sin is God's problem, messing with God's plan, and God has to solve God's it's problems. Problem. Yeah. yeah. And so that's um, it's, it's just. We just are a little egomaniac about our part in it. <laughs> Absolutely. But it stopped. It made me think about, you know, we don't know for sure or probably a yeah. fraction of what heaven might be like. Better no, than you imagine. Yeah, we have no idea. Then or now, right? Like very little is mentioned about it in the Bible. And I was thinking about it this morning that what would it have been like if this hadn't happened? If plan B, if plan A was just plan A. I mean, you know, how does, how does that work? Do yeah. we still have all the same people? Are we still, you know, and it, it didn't work out that way. And it did <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. that makes it a little bit more of a happy place, yeah. which seems like that's what Christmas is. Our ability to comprehend what God has in store for us is it reminds me of the story of the little kid who came into his mom and dad early in the morning, one morning in the bed. And, Mommy and daddy, I know what you do under the covers at night. Uh-oh. And the parents are thinking, oh, no. You know, we have to, you know. We're having the birds and the beast out So, So what? what is it, son, that we that we do? You eat candy bars. <laughs> I mean, that was the best thing he could think, think of, of, is that yeah. eat candy bars under the covers in his bed at night. Oh, yeah. And so that's what he put in there. And, of course, you know, from an adult mind, it's like, ah, no, it's better than candy bars under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> it's Netflix. Um, well, the, the Christmas story, like, it is usually just a happy place. And what you were talking about before, like, we compartmentalize it. And I think that's why this message in its entirety, all the different pieces and parts have worked so well, is because I think so many times it's like, oh, Christmas is coming. And the first thing that pops in your mind is like, oh, man, I'm going to have to get the boxes out. Got to get everything <laughs> down. We got to decorate. We yeah. have, you know, and it's just the initial reaction. Not that we're not open to the rest, but that, that seems like where we start. But, you know, we sing songs about the birth of Jesus, the Savior. People generally are a little more, I don't know, loving, giving. Humanity might be a little bit restored. Humanity restored is a clever and sterile way to say it and end it so we don't have to think about any deeper when we really just want to take some time off work, eat like we've never heard of calories or the health message, and just open presents, right? That's just all (laughs) we want to do. But Andy went all living under the law versus grace on us, which I don't believe is part of the traditional Christmas story. My Bible, Andy. I don't know where this all came from. He tried to ease us into it with this. There's a comfort that we are safe by living within the law. Oh, doesn't that make you feel good? I like that. (laughs) We begin to imagine that the law protects us, it guides us, that obeying it saves us. And in our childish minds, we join Israel and dumbly declare, see, we're going downhill. All that the Lord has said, we will do. And we choose to live under the law. But then he quickly let the sledgehammer fall sans the velvet from last week. <laughs> it's a horrible place to live under the law, trying to make ourselves right with God through towing the line. Paul writes, but those who depend on the law to make them right with God are under his curse. For the scriptures say, cursed is everyone who does not observe and obey all these commandments that are written in the God's 
written in God's book of the law. It is clear that no one can ever be right with God by trying to keep the law. So if you survive Thanksgiving dinner and talking politics, here's your ammo for Christmas dinner. Seriously, <laughs> the birth of Jesus is absolutely the best place to have this conversation, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> because if we don't have that conversation, are we really catching the full meaning of what he came for at maybe the most important time as we celebrate as we celebrate it, do we really celebrate it correctly if we don't talk about it's this? It's very hard for a law-keeping culture uh, of our denomination, sure, we, we're, yeah. we are, to, to wrap our heads around Paul's clear, absolutely clear statements supported by other writings that we value that says you are not – under the law, yeah, it's like see, the, yeah, we are, but 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 yeah, and we always have that in there. And the, and the the worst part about it actually is not the fact that we're living under the wall law, but we always impose this on everyone else. Right? Well. Oh, sure, right, right? Yeah, we're not just living um, with us. Yeah, it'd be bad enough if it was just us. <laughs> if it was just us. We, but we, by extension, make everybody else less holy because they maybe aren't <laughs> yeah. aren't quite fully obeying all the right. law. Exactly. Well, it just seems like this brings us from a we, a you, and me, and us. It kind of brings us as the world that Jesus came to save everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you said, it's not just us. We tend to impose the negatives. But here, we should be imparting the positives. That this isn't about, yeah, the law, we know about that. And, you know, you can, you have the, the I was nailed to the cross. This is not, this is here. This is what we're living under and all the rules that we can make up in our head. How, like you said, we, you should live like me. <laughs> the law is holy, just, and good. Absolutely. It, yeah. it, it, it absolutely is. But only, only to do what it was intended to do, which is not to save us. Right. And that's our, that's our, that's where the slip temp comes. Yeah, the law is holy and righteous and good as a, as a schoolmaster to help us understand we're sinning and to lead us to Christ who can save us from our sin. But it is not a savior. No. Even if we make it a great gigantic idol sometimes. And I think what we talked about earlier about Adam and Eve, I mean, the law wasn't designed to save them, and it's nope. the same law, right? Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says nothing has changed. God hasn't changed. So if it wasn't designed to save them, it was just how you worshipped and how you communed with God was that you were in obedience to it. Yeah, I think it's Zed that talks about how rather than the Ten Commandments, he talks about them being the Ten, ten Words. The Ten Commitments, the, the, I think the, he The Ten Commitments, us. right. Yeah. It's, what, it's, yeah. it's the way a follower of God lives. Lives, right. It, but it's not, it's not the way you live to become a follower of God. Right. It's the description of who you are. Yeah. And it's not selfonic in in and of itself. And that's that's a tough one, though, for so many people. And as I say that, I'm immediately thinking of a couple people in my head that, (laughs) you know, some of whom I don't know that well, others that I know very, very well, and who you've seen the hurt and the, the baggage that they still carry from some of these things. And then when it comes to Christmas, it's almost like it's an op- like it, you're ripping off a whole pile of band-aids again. Because <laughs> if you were like maybe you were raised in a Christian school, like like a lot of us were, where you know you did the Christmas play every year, and it was the you know the celebration and the people talking about the Christmas story, and it was important, and you need to pay attention. And these are you know they're singing the songs about Jesus' birth, and then the hurt, and then at Christmas comes and. I'm another, like last week, we had a conversation about things that happen on social media. This week was no different. And I actually had someone, same person, tell me that, where did I have it here? If Jesus was perfect, then he cannot truly represent humanity and sets up an example designed to fail. We need to open our minds to a bigger reality. 
That's, that's if you ha- if you have a substitutionary view of God yeah. in Jesus Christ, it's a very very damning view. Yeah, um, because it sets you up an example that you can never measure up to. We just right. read from steps to Christ. Yep. That because of Adam's sin, we cannot make ourselves holy. Yeah. Um, so that pressure to follow to what would Jesus do kind of thing. It's great to ask ourselves what would Jesus do and to try to follow Jesus and that yeah, kind absolutely. of thing. But but our our law keeping, our obedience. Jesus came not as the second Andy. He came as the second Adam. He's not me. Yeah, he, he yeah. was taking Adam's place. As in Christ, I mean, as in Adam, we all died. So in Christ, we all get life. Both happen apart from me. Yeah. But if I was to describe her, I would use many of the same adjectives to describe how she lives her life. I mean, there's parts of her that people may find rough and a little rough and tumble exterior and and language and different parts of her. But there's no one you want on your back to have your back to (laughs) exactly right and and to help people and for a desire to just overall see people accepted and loved and brought together. And that's Mm. how she lives her life. And so, you know, those are the kinds of things where when I think when we do the Christmas story and we do this, I I just loved how we put all this together this year, because I think for a lot of people, if they're exposed to this as an idea, I think it helps maybe not solve anything from the past, but I think it helps be able to put some pieces in the puzzle where you said, you know, I never thought about it that way. Maybe, maybe there's a different way I can look at this. Maybe there's a different way that I could at least find peace within myself. Hmm. And I think that's super important. Gives it a new context. Yeah, absolutely. I've really enjoyed that part of it because just thinking about it in the way we've kind of gone through this series, I think it just it's another tool in your toolbox. Even if you don't have a lot of ill, I mean, I'm a little bit of a Scrooge, but um, I'm probably a little. <laughs> we, had noticed. we may yeah. need to work with you a little <laughs> we bit need, for yeah, next season. Next season, maybe yeah. because yeah, Christmas is a time when we talk about Jesus coming. We shouldn't be too Scrooges about that. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. <laughs> All right. There's probably you probably have an appointment on your couch. Don't yeah, you, Jeff? I'll, okay. I'll I'll take you next week. OK, next fun. week. We'll do it right after the podcast. All right. This week, one of our FAC takeaways asked a question in Galatians 5. One, it says, so Christ has really set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. How can you live in the freedom of Christ being your redeemer? Aye, aye, aye. Hmm. And that's not even a cut like all the time. But it's enough of the time, I think, for most of us that it's a good reminder that, oh, yeah, I was uh, I was going to work on that, wasn't I? See, Jeff, I need, I need Jeff next week. I mean, I've never been one for New Year's resolutions either. I don't think I've ever actually made one. But we should call this whatever we need to, to continually think about and monitor how we keep ourselves in this frame of mind. Like we've just went through this series and we've kind of got a few things that we can use in our toolbox Let's not put them in the bottom. Let's leave them in the tray in the top. So when we flip the box open, that's the first thing we see. Maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a good idea. My toolbox. It's my New Year toolbox. All right. Final thoughts are from Andy's message. He said, when we come to know, not just in our heads, but also in our hearts, that we are no longer slaves, but have been adopted as God's own child. And since we are his child, everything he has is ours. When we realize what George Handel wrote, that the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord, our only legitimate cry of joy is hallelujah. Amen. And that's oh, when that's we good. sang the hallelujah chorus. And, right then, and, then, and then on. Now we're on to end it. You know, Sparkle, Not today. Sparkle was all over the place this last week. I mean, I couldn't keep track of her. Three of us couldn't keep track of her. But the one thing that she wanted to go in for is when they started singing the hallelujah 
course, that was she wanted to go in. We stood and we listened, and then she was like, "Okay, I'm done." That was what I needed from church <laughs> this week. That, that was it. So, okay, upcoming this week is what? Today's Monday. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we have candlelight communion at five thirty. Yeah. Foot washing begins at four thirty. Yep. And uh, and we'll have just a, a few short words to sort of wrap up this Christmas series, but most of it will just be music and testimony, and then. Um, this weekend, we have Javier Diaz, our uh, one of the area oh, yeah. ministerial pre- people of our conference, who happens to also be a member of our church, who will be, Is he? He'll be speaking. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. He's he's around a lot of different places, though, right. isn't he? I don't yeah. think mm-hmm. I see him, but I've, I've met him a couple times. He's not here a lot because he's somewhere else. Most of us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think he's speaking, probably traveling. Speaking. Yeah. So he'll have the message this week. Yep. Oh, good. I'll have to connect with him. I know he's been here to do podcasts oh, with us right. before, yeah. so I'll, I'll try to catch up with him this week. Well, that's excellent. And you know what? Don't I know Christmas Eve, right? It's great. It's one more thing and it's already busy. But if there's one thing you don't want to miss here at the hospital church, it is the Christmas Eve communion service. And you'll service. be out by before seven. Yeah, it's, mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's time quick, to get supper. And, open but it's gifts. extremely um, – it, it sets the t- – for our family, it sets the tone for Christmas. Absolutely. I agree. Because everything, all the hustle and the bustle is <laughs> over. Mm. Yeah. And then it's yeah. just go and do you – know, usually for us, it's go here and then uh, bring the hot chocolate and the thermos. And then <laughs> the girls want to go out and look at lights. Yep. There you go. So That's what our family's done for years. Yep. Yeah. Go out yeah. and look at lights after. So if you don't have a tradition, you know, uh, I, talked, I, I talked to someone this week who just got married. And I said, you know, it's all about the Christmas traditions. Find something cool that you do and find something fun to start with and go yeah. for it. And this could be one of them. Don't That's miss right. the community service. All right. Well, this is the – no, we have one more. One, one more. Next one. one more for the year. For I was going to say one more yep. for 2020 and that will be hopefully with Javier. Yeah. So we'll see what we can do there. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Merry Christmas. See? Uh, very, yeah, I'm from Merry Christmas.